2: out there this is betty joe tucker thanking you for tuning in to movie addict headquarters although you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here if you are one it's definitely the place for you and especially today because our topic is the top 10 films of 2013 just in time since the oscar nominees for best picture will be announced very early on this thursday morning Happily, two of our favorite film critics, Diana Sanger and James Colt Harrison, have agreed to share their top ten lists with us, and I'll bring them on right after I remind everybody about their qualifications. First, I should mention that both are founding members of the San Diego Film Critics Society, but they don't always agree about movies, which makes it such fun to talk with them about films, of course. Diana is the entertainment editor for San Diego's East County Gazette, as well as editor and founder of Classic Movie Guide and Review Express. She's won numerous awards for her perceptive film-related articles and her New Year's Eve Club romance novelette. Diana is also the author of Everyone Wants My Job, the ABCs of Entertainment Writing. James calls himself the world's oldest teenage movie fan and has written a history of MGM. He's also served as the premier film critic for the La Jolla Village News and writes insightful, entertaining Film Reviews for Classic Movie Guide and Review Express, James and Diana are practically part of our family here at Blog Talk Radio, and we love it when they join us. Today, it's ladies first as usual, so welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters, Diana.
1: Thank you, Betty Jo. I'm very excited to be here and talk about... What we spend our
2: life doing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, does, it seems like that. <laughs> and uh, have you recovered from the Golden Globes Award show on Sunday?
1: I have. I have. It's, um, 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 you know, it was pretty pretty predictable, I think. Um, I don't think there was any real surprises. And I just get annoyed at sometimes the... Uh, the host because sometimes the show turns in to be more about the host than the
2: films oh i understand what you what you mean on that um i do love tina fey and uh, amy poehler and i thought they did a wonderful job uh, last year uh, but i didn't think they were able to top what they did last year and uh, they did uh, have a lot of references toward themselves uh, so I can see what you mean about that. Well, let's see if James feels the same way. Hi, James. Welcome back from Spain.
0: Well, thank you, Betty Joe. Happy New Year. And I agree with you. I am one of my favorite movie critics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, <laughs> what did you uh, think? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I'm a total fraud because I don't know what I'm talking about, but it doesn't stop me from writing
2: inane reviews. Well, I think they're insightful and entertaining reviews, not <laughs> inane reviews. I just I just want to read what read it. always makes me laugh. Always <laughs> makes me laugh. Same here. And we need and we need that. We really do need that. Well, what about the Golden Globe awards? Did you uh, what did you think about uh, the uh, the show uh, last Sunday? Oh, I mean, well, I love award shows because I
0: love all the glitz and the glamour and I love seeing all the beautiful women in their gowns and the handsome men in their tuxedos and to me that's Hollywood glamour and that's that's what turns me on. But uh I especially like Jacqueline Bissett because no one seems to know what in the world she was doing there. And neither
2: did she. <laughs> that's true. Poor woman. I just felt so sorry for her and she's I haven't seen the um the television uh Show that she that she won for, and it did make me want to see that. And she's done some wonderful work in the past, so I hope I hope she does I hope she does recover <laughs> from the Golden <laughs> Globe Awards. But you know, it's going to take me a long time to recover from Leonardo DiCaprio winning Best Actor in a Comedy. Uh, for wolf of wall street when i don't i didn't laugh once during the entire movie and and i'll have to tell you that larry is just he's he's really down in the dumps about seeing his his favorite jennifer lawrence and this is the way he, he describes her uh she was wear she was dressed in a huge white marshmallow that was tied together with two big rubber bands <laughs> and he's very, un, he's very unhappy <laughs> yeah, I didn't I like know. that gown either. No, it wasn't attractive. I don't know what I don't know what she was thinking, but I'm I'm consoling Larry and trying to remind him about that beautiful wedding gown that she wore uh, in the in the Hunger Games: Catching Hunger Games. Fire. Yeah, so there you go. He's yeah. little by little. He's little by little. He's recovering. But let's turn to happier <laughs> thoughts. I'm eager to okay. find out which movies you both have picked as the uh, top ten films of 2013. I, I think the best way to handle this is just to ask each of you to to read the titles and um then of course I'll add my picks and we'll see right away if we have any movies in comment in common then we can talk about those and then after that we'll discuss the rest of our as time permits the rest of the films on the uh that we've uh picked so yeah. uh so Diana why don't you start um giving us your uh 10 films of 2013 okay it's the book thief
1: 12 years a slave captain phillips lone survivor rush blackfish the butler philomena mandela and 42
2: Ooh, that's a that's a great list uh you have um the book thief 12 years a slave captain phillips Lone survivor rush Blackfish the butler philomena mandela and forty two and I wonder if James has any films on uh his top ten list so,
1: so i James, do let's
2: hear the all right let's hear the the title of of your list titles
0: on your list okay uh I have a little bit of breaking up on my phone, I don't know whether it's your end or mine, but can you it's hear hers. me? It's
1: hers.
2: We can oh, hear okay. you,
0: yes. Uh, okay. Uh, my favorite film of the year is American Hustle, so that's on my list. Then Blue Jasmine by Woody Allen, 12 Years a Slave, Lone Survivor, Rush, The Book Thief, Saving Mr. Ranks, Captain Phillips, Man of Steel, there's one you didn't
2: expect, and oh. Dallas Buyers Club. Well, that's quite a diverse list. You've got American Hustle, Blue Jasmine, 12 Years a Slave, Lone Survivor, Rush, The Book Thief, Saving Mr. Banks, Captain Phillips, Man of Steel, and Dallas Buyers Club. And, um, of course, I didn't expect Man of Steel, but there's a lot of unexpected... Films on my list. <laughs> and you, yeah, you know that there always is. <laughs> yeah, no, people roll their eyes. They roll their eyes when they go over my. They go over my list. <laughs> I <laughs> bet Hugh
1: Jackman's in one. <laughs> uh, well,
2: Johnny Definitely not. <laughs> honorable mention. We'll we'll give we'll give Prisoners honorable mention. But okay, okay. mine are Gravity, Saving Mr. Banks, the broke the. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Broke Down, I, I can't think of the title of it, but it came from Belgium. And it's The Breakdown Circle, Breakdown. Oh, yeah. And, yes. then, and then I have uh, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Frozen, Lion Ark, which is a documentary, A Place at the Table, another documentary, surprise, surprise. And uh, Diana hates me for this. The Lone Ranger, huh? Heat <laughs> and Oz. <laughs> The great and powerful. So, I, I don't think that the I, I think there's only one, one film on that list that um, either one of you have mentioned on your list, and that's Saving Mr. Banks. And I was surprised, of course, that Gravity didn't appear on your list. But we do have some similarities. Uh, the two of you are pretty close on five films. Uh, you both have The Book Thief. You both have 12 Years a Slave. You both have Captain Phillips. You both have Lone Survivor, and you both have Rush. So, um, Diana, what you? And why we didn't you... even compare lists. <laughs> uh, well, you think alike. Great minds, great minds think alike, I guess. But well, maybe I should ask James to start out by because he has uh, Saving Mr. Banks, which is uh, my number two film of the year. Um, tell us why you have Saving Mr. Banks why you put that film on your list
0: well you know what I found it just greatly entertaining it was pleasant it was funny Uh, the acting was great Um, it just reminded me of my good old days when Walt Disney was around and we enjoyed his television shows and all the movies he made, and it was interesting to see how he went about getting Mrs. Travers to sign over her rights to Mary Poppins. And I thought, I just thought it was an entertaining, uh, clean film. There weren't any explosions in it. There weren't any F-word bombs.
2: Uh, it was just a pleasant family movie, which I really loved. I, I am so glad that you said that, and that you had that movie on on your list. The more I see it, and i do that's one of the reasons I put films on my list. How many times do I want to see them again you know over and over yeah. and every time yeah. I see that film i like it I like it even better. i'm almost at the point where I have it tied with uh, with gravity, but I thought that uh, it was the most captivating film of the year. I love the interaction between Walt Disney and the author of Mary Poppins and the way, how he was able to persuade her finally to let him bring her heroine to the screen. And then those scenes with her, with, uh, well, Emma Emma Thompson was just marvelous Emma, yeah. in it. Yeah. And Walt Tom Hanks as Walt Disney, well, every once in a while you thought about, you know, that he was that he was Tom Hanks, and it took you out of the picture for just a couple of minutes. But I don't think anybody else could have done that uh, role any better. Uh, but to to see Emma Thompson as Dale Travers in in the room where the the scriptwriter was and the two, the songwriters. And going over the, the script and the, and the drawings and everything and her reactions to them and, the, <laughs> and when they would sing, and she doesn't want it a musical and she doesn't want cartoons. <laughs> it just was, oh, I just thought it was just a, a marvelous uh, movie. So I'm really glad that you had that on your, on your list. And, and Diana, you've got um, a couple of films here, actually five films that James didn't have. Um, you've got Blackfish, The Butler, Philomena, Mandela and Forty Two. Um, why do you could you explain to us, maybe, uh just briefly why you have each of those films because they are not necessarily shoe ins for um you know, for any other, for any awards this this year.
1: Well, Philomena is. I mean, Judy Dench. It,
2: yes, right. Got a
1: Golden Globe. <clears throat> and you know, at first I, I wasn't that crazy about it. But the more I thought about it, um, it, it was based on a true story. And I'm always a sap for those, you know, because <laughs> it's stories that we've never heard of. And and you and you just kind of I just kind of put myself in her position. It's like here was a woman who was des- desolate and ended up in this home thinking you know, trusting these women to take care of them and their children and they rarely got to see the children, but never in their in their biggest mind would they ever dream that they would adopt the kids out without them knowing. And um you know, she could never um go along with that. I mean she was determined at at age eighty something to find him. And just the 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 stamina a woman that age would have to go to another country and keep hitting dead ends with this guy that was helping her, and you know it was just. Um, I thought it was really a good story. And I agree with you.
2: Yeah, Black-ish. I wanted to say something. I wonder if I wanted to, uh, if I could just add uh, to what you said about Philomena. The reason I loved that movie, although it didn't make my top ten, it did make my honorable mention. And the reason I I really enjoyed it is you had uh, Judy Dance playing a, a reasonable intelligent, uh, senior citizen, <laughs> you know, so yes. I appreciated that. And her, her performance was, was really marvelous. Of course, she's one of my favorites. She always is just so so watchable. But I'm, I am glad that you had that on your list. But then you were going to Blackfish, which it's, that's a documentary, correct?
1: That was a documentary um, <clears throat> about SeaWorld and their mistreatment of the whales. And, you know, you always hear PETA's out there always adverse about so many different things and champion new things, and um, a lot of us, you know, kind of just are blasé about that. But um, this story was done by um, Gabrielle Copper, Copperweight I think is her name. She's a documentarian. Um, and I actually interviewed her, and I actually interviewed one of the trainers from SeaWorld who was there when Ticum, that whale, um, killed one of the trainers. But in this documentary, you learn that there's been maybe 30 deaths of trainers in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And SeaWorld just kind of glosses over them, but actually they have footage of this because they have to tape all their shows. Um, And it's all about how they treat the whales, and they take their babies away from them right at the beginning, which they said, one of the trainers said, you can hear them crying across the park in the middle of the night, the babies and the moms, you know, mooning for each other. And uh, the majority of the trainers at SeaWorld have now left because of these treatments. So it was just, you know, a little little slice of life that we don't know about, hear about, that um, was quite fascinating. I thought you did a really good job with that.
2: We had some great documentaries this uh, in 2013, and uh, I surprised myself by including two um, on my top ten list. Uh, Lion Ark is similar to Blackfish. In that it shows the abuse of animals, and it's about—it was really remarkable about these 25 African lions that were rescued and then transported from Bolivia to a wild animal sanctuary here in Colorado. And it really had more suspense than any thriller. That I saw during 2013, and then of course a place at the table, another documentary that I had on my list, uh, just an eye opener about uh, the serious problem of hunger in the United States um, that I, I I just couldn't believe all the all the. Uh, Problems related to uh, children going hungry in our you know in our country that's supposed to be so wealthy so uh, so documentaries have have been um, very much in my mind uh, in movies during the during this past year, and I did interrupt you, but um, okay, you also have uh, the butler on your list. And um, not too many people are uh, remembering the butler. That came out early in the year, right?
1: It did. It did. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I heard some of the critics say, you know, we're just tired of them bringing up all the racist stuff again. You know, one movie after another. We had quite a few of them this year that kind of followed that theme. Um, but I think Forrest Whitaker did an incredible job in that film. Um, and And it also was, you know, who knows how much is true and how much isn't? Because Hollywood always adapts their own stuff to it. But the basics were there. I mean, it was you know we got to see the the Black Panthers and what they went through and and um, all the other stuff. I, I was not crazy about um, Oprah's role. I mean, to me, she was just Oprah Winfrey <laughs> working on the set. <laughs> but
2: well, she but always. I, said- you always know that it's Oprah Winfrey, and exactly. yeah. even though she did a great job, I thought that's, that all, that kind of takes you out of the takes you out of the movie. It does,
1: it does. But you know, I thought um, the young boy—I can't remember his name now—he was he was really good, and and most of the people in the White House were played their president roles very well. I keep laughing because some people say, "Well, I wanted to see it, but." Um, Jane Fonda was in it, and I'm not going. And a lot of the veterans, you know. And I said, she's in it for ten seconds. Go see the movie. <laughs> Get over it.
2: Well, and she, she didn't. Came, you didn't anyway. You could hardly even you could hardly even recognize her. Yes. And right. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, I, we were talking before um, going on air, and we had agreed that we would we would talk about the book thief because. And so I don't want us to forget to talk about the book thief, and that was your number one. Uh, film of two thousand and thirteen and it 's on uh, james 's list and i didn 't get to see it i 'm just infuriated because it hasn 't shown in our area, so we probably should should talk about the the book thief uh, so Diana, tell why you picked it as your number one film, and then james if you 'll chime in afterwards and and sure. uh, tell why you have it on your list
1: well, first of all, the thing that that mesmerized me was. Sophie nelise who plays the young girl Lisa who um comes on a train they're communist and they're escaping their country and she ends up in this little town in Germany with a Jewish family played by um Jeffrey Rush and uh Emma Watson Emily Watson um and no one there knows they're Jews but she loves books and Hitler's declared books are banned and they burn them and she sneaks out and steals books all the time and it's just a very passionate film and I and I could not take my eyes off of her the entire movie. She's that character from beginning mm. to end. And I've seen it 4 times now. I just saw it in, in Denver at the new um, landmark ho- uh movie theater where you get free popcorn and soda unlimited. You ain't pay for it. It was crazy. Yay. <laughs> Yay. But even even there they were clapping at the end and as I walked out I listened and I said that was the best film I ever saw because it takes us back to a time before the Holocaust started, but right at the edge, right at the mm-hmm. edge. So, you know, the Germans are going nuts, figuring out what they're going to do, and the people are scared. And and there's this little girl that's just, you know, I mean, she even goes to the burgomaster, who's the head of the town. She sneaks into their library at his house to steal books. She that much wanted to just learn how to read and, and know what was going on in life. And, and it became her her surrogate life because she lost her brother, or lost her mother, you know, showed up at the door of strangers that literally took her in because they wanted the money for it. And um it's just very very well done.
2: Oh, I I just hope I get to see it and and James were are those some of the same reasons that you have that on your list? Well, yeah, I I love Jeffrey Rush
0: as an actor. I think he's one of the best actors we have. And uh, I I did interview him once, and he's an extremely nice, down-to-earth man, and it just made me fall in love with him even more because he's such a nice person. But uh, I realized when I was in Germany this year that uh, I was right there where they had the famous, well, I think they call it in German the Crystal Night, is where they smashed all the windows of the Jewish businesses, And when I realized that I was right there where it happened, I just sort of went into shock because I couldn't believe it. And now today it's all peaceful, you know, and flowers and, you know, just like a regular little town. But uh, that was an eye-opener for me this year, or uh, last year, 2013.
2: Yeah, well, I just uh, think that it's a shame that film has not been uh, pushed and uh, it, it, there's a lovely trailer that shows on television, and it just looks like a, a movie that that it would be wonderful for everyone to see. And I I just uh, I really hope that uh, you know by some by some miracle it might get some kind of recognition um, at the at the Oscars uh, this year. But now I, there's um, one film that you mentioned in on your list your number one film. James is American Hustle and your number two film is Blue Jasmine. So, um okay. Diana did not have either one of those on her list and, and neither did I, but I haven't seen Blue Jasmine. But why do you have those two films on your list? Well, uh, number one
0: I'm a fan of Woody Allen. I know some of us aren't, but <laughs> <laughs> right. I just think I just think his scripts are brilliant and they are they're often quite funny but uh I loved the movie because of Kate Blanchett's performance. I have mm. never seen such a terrific capturing of a woman who's crumbling, right, before our eyes and and gra- she does it gradually throughout the film. It's not all at once, but it's a brilliant brilliant performance and it just made me love acting even more than I do now but uh, and of course she was directed by Woody Allen so that had to have something to do with it and American Hustle uh, I thought was an extremely funny and uh, amusing film that just moved along you know one scene after another it didn't drag in any parts and all the uh, characters were fleshed out by the actors who played them. Amy Adams was great. And I loved uh, Christian Bale's comb-over hair. I thought that was hysterically funny. And he, had, he got a pot belly for this role, which is not like him because he's usually very slim. And <laughs> it, it, everybody in the movie was just so great, but especially my new girlfriend, Jennifer Lawrence... <laughs>
2: You and Larry ought to get together on that and form a, a <laughs> fan club. <laughs> I just
0: love her she's i what twenty two years old she's so funny and down to earth, and we, I just love her she's uh, but of course, in this part
2: she's marvelous, marvelous you've got this quite it. different, quite different part quite for, different for her well, yes, you know it's not like uh, the Hunger games and of course you have a, a plot in um American hustle that's. That's very uh, compelling because it's about the ab scam and um, exactly. uh, trying to track people who are taking bribes, and uh, poor Bradley Cooper is a FBI <laughs> agent and trying yeah. to have <laughs> a <frazzled laughs> FBI agent. <laughs> He's got the two con the two con artists uh, working with him, so that to try and catch. And then I thought, uh, Jer- that's the first time I liked Jeremy Renner. Is the, wasn't he a mayor of one of the cities? And he was a, he, he, he was he a got mayor, a little- <laughs> and he had this swoopy hairdo that was hysterical. Looked like the nineteen fifties <laughs> Elvis. Yeah. Well, there's a movie that's gotten a lot of play, a lot of a lot of hype, and so I can understand why you why you have it on your on your oh, list and marvelously entertaining. Well, it was it was entertaining and uh, we'll probably see a lot of uh, a lot more of American hustle when the when the Oscars are announced on Thursday. Diana, now back to your list, are there any movies that you have on your list that we haven't talked about that that you'd like to say a little bit more about for our listeners?
1: Um I think Lone Survivor <clears throat> Is getting a lot of buzz too, and it you know it's based on a true story of nineteen guys we lost in Afghanistan, and um, it's hard to watch. You know, it's kind of like um, Twelve Years a Slave. That's hard to watch too. But it's we need to see both of these films. You know, because one is a reminder of where we've come and where we don't want to go again, and the other one is a reminder that every day we are free because of these guys. And the actors in this film were just wonderful, with Mark Wahlberg leading and Ben Foster and um, Taylor Kish, and they were just great. And um, it was very well done, and it just brings back to your mind the whole time that this isn't a movie. It's real life going on as we get to sit there in the theater and eat popcorn
2: it was number 1 at the box office over the past weekend i think at uh, 38 million so a lot of people are going to see lone survivor and um of course 12 years a slave is uh such a such a hard movie to watch as you as you mentioned but very very well done i mean every aspect of that film is just and and to to think that it's by it's from a book that was written, what, back in the 18, 1800s <laughs> yes, by, yeah, a, yeah. by a by a free slave, a free man who was then, um, you know,
1: kidnapped and
2: put, Eight really?
1: That's when he was kidnapped. Was eighteen forty?
2: Oh my gosh! And or, and yeah. all, everything that he went through. Yeah, it was it was really really hard to to watch, but uh, it was it was uh, a groundbreaking movie. I think and and wonderful uh, performances, and you also have um, Man, Mandela and 42 on your list, and we haven't talked talked about them, and we haven't talked about Rush. Um, so, uh, would you like to tell us just a little bit about uh, those movies?
1: Um, I liked Rush. Of course, I have to admit, you know, I'm a little bit partial because I was a race car driver.
2: Uh, Yes.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not for long, but um, I I thought it was, you know, Ron Howard. How can you not like Ron Howard? I mean, you know, he he goes from A to Z with every movie he makes. There's nothing missed over, nothing left out, and he just knows, you know, when to build up, when to shut down, and um, Chris Hensworth was absolutely phenomenal in it, and Daniel... Brulaf, that's his, how you pronounce his name,
2: Australian uh-huh. actor, um,
1: is getting nominations for his his part. And <clears throat> to build something around something that's, you know, oh, racing. Who wants to sit and watch racing, you know? But it's actually a drama and a story within it. And to put those two together, the fast action of the sports and all kinds of things like that that go on with, with the drama of these two men, um I thought he did a really good job, so I really really like that. And uh, and of
2: course uh, James has that on on his on his list and yeah James I do. you you've also mentioned Man of Steel and you thought we'd be surprised and you were right. So <laughs> why why is that one on your list?
0: Cuz it's a boy movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to get, you know, at least some male movies in there. <laughs> well, Dallas
2: Buyers Club, too, which... Uh... Dallas Buyers
0: Club was, yeah, that that was a brilliant movie. Well, two brilliant performances in it, Matthew McConaughey and uh, Jared Leto.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: I... uh, absolutely heartbreaking in their performances. And uh, even though it's certainly not a happy type of a movie, it's one that I think everybody should go see. Because... AIDS has touched an awful lot of people in the United States, and uh, maybe you can relate to at least some of it. Now, I agree.
1: Uh, it, it was done very well, and um, you know, Jared deserved the award he got from the Golden Globe, and Matthew I think he's a shoe in. I really do. Thank you. Uh, I, think I, I hope so, so. Yeah, I hope so. Yes,
0: he. He, he was definitely very brave. Thinking. You know. it's it's not many actors who will, uh, you know, uh, dress in drag for a part, a serious part. They usually do it just for comedy. But Jared uh, went full force and went all the way. Even shaved his eyebrows.
2: Yeah. So that he was, So
0: that it, yeah, he would look more uh,
2: natural, uh, you know, as a transsexual. Right. Yeah, he he I just thought he—that was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Well, let's do some. Let's do some predicting here. Um, so, which of which of your top ten films do you think will be nominated as best picture in the upcoming Oscars? So, uh, Diana, do you want to uh, take a take a chance at that?
1: Well, I think um, several of them will be. Um, Twelve Years a Slave, Captain Phillips. Um, maybe lone survivor. I don't think they know about the book thief. <laughs> no, I don't think they heard. care about forty-two.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not even anybody at
1: Fox has heard about the book thief, and they, they
2: produced it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: that's well, really. Philomena
1: bad. might be on that list, but
2: Philomena, I, yeah. we don't
1: know yet if they're doing five or ten. Do we?
2: No, no we, don't. we don't know until yeah. Thursday morning. So, James, how about you? Same same thing as uh, Diana in terms of the. Uh, films on your list that you think might be nominated for the Oscar on Thursday
0: uh, similar I would say American Hustle uh, Lone Survivor Rush uh, Captain Phillips probably yeah. Philomena even though that's not on my list but uh, I thought it was a wonderful movie
1: and we know we're going to go for a Wolf of Wall Street jeez
0: and yeah well Wolf of,
2: I don't have it on my list either uh, I, it's
1: on one of mine way down at the bottom
2: yeah, that's what <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're we're going to get to that. The worst movies of the year. But I. But uh, the best way to predict, I think, is uh, take a look at the films that were not that were uh, named the top ten by the American Film Institute because last year they had, I think, eight out of the nine, and they're something like that the year before. So here's their list: Twelve Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Fruitvale Station, Gravity. Yay, that's on my list. Inside, and everybody knows about Gravity, so I don't have to say much about it, Her, Inside Louis <laughs> Davis, uh, Nebraska, Saving Mr. Banks, yay, that's yay. on my list, and The Wolf of Wall Street, which does is a nice segue into the worst movies of 2013, which we promised our listeners we would mention. So, um, okay, Diana, what are your uh, picks for the worst movies of 2013?
1: <laughs> okay, uh, Pacific Rim. Wolf of Wall Street, Getaway, The Counselor, and I have tied War, War, Z, and Hold Your Chair, Betty Joe. The Long Ranger. <laughs> 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 we,
2: should, we definitely disagree on that.
1: Okay, and how about
2: you, James? What are your What are your worst well, movies?
0: I know you you asked us for five, but I came up with eight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Go ahead. Just well, here they all are: fast. Fast. Pacific Rim, Riddick, Fifth Estate, White House Down. World War Z, The Lone Ranger, Jack the Giant Slayer, and Hansel and Gretel.
2: Oh, you had the lot. Oh, my heart is breaking. My heart is breaking. It's obvious well, we all us. have us. We'll
1: never be buried in the same cemetery. No. <laughs> well I had
2: The Wolf of Wall Street, sheer torture to sit through, The Big Wedding, the worst romantic comedy I ever filmed. Elysium. <laughs> um my I, it was so bad I had to write a poem about it. Spring Breakers, I thought, was the, was just a, kind of an amateurish uh, display of teenage debauchery. And Grown Ups 2 was even worse than Grown Ups 1, and I didn't think that ever, ever, ever would happen. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> beware. <laughs> Those are... Those are uh, very diverse, very diverse choices for the for the worst movie of the year. Let's predict, uh, We have a few minutes left, and let's do a prediction about um, what uh, actors and actresses uh, might be nominated and, and gave the you think gave the best performances of 2013. Diana.
1: Um, well, my top is Sophie Nelisse for Book Thief, Amy Adams and Jennifer Lawrence tie for American Hustle which is interesting since I didn't have it on my list, but Judy Dench for Philomena, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, which I did not like the movie, and Emma Thompson for Saving Mr. Banks.
2: Good. I'm and so glad and, to uh, hear that. And, and the, James, uh, men, you're... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm. go ahead. You were going to go with the... Uh, uh, that was just the actors. Um,
1: uh, Chiwila Ijafor e. for 12 Years a Slave, Tom Hanks yeah, Captain yeah. Phillips, Massey McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Ida, Idris... Elba for Mandela, Jeffrey Rush, Book Thief, Bruce Dern for Nebraska, and Harrison Ford for 42.
2: Oh, I hope you're right on some of those. How about you, James? Well, uh, of course, we
0: have uh, similar ones, but uh, I would I would put only one woman on the actress list, and that's Kate Blanchett. But we did have good yeah. performances from uh, <laughs> Meryl Streep in August, Osage County,
1: yeah.
0: Emma Thompson. Yeah. Judy Dench. Uh, I can't think of another one, but I, I put uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence into the best
2: supporting actress for American Hustle. I agree with that. I, I just yeah. got the Entertainment Weekly, the the new latest issue, and here are the best actors that they say will be nom- the actors that will be nominated for best actor: Bruce Dern, Chiwetlle S. Four, Tom Hanks for Captain Phillips. Phillips, Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club, Robert Redford for All Is Lost, and maybe Christian Bale. I'm surprised Walking Phoenix isn't Rick isn't on that list because I think he did a wonderful job in her. Best Actress, they say Amy Adams for American Hustle, Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock for Gravity, Judy Dench for Philomena, and uh, Emma Thompson for Saving Mr. Banks. So maybe. My favorite, there, uh, Emma Thompson, might show up and be announced on might, Thursday yeah. morning. Thursday morning early, where when the Oscar nominations will will be uh, announced. I cannot believe that time went by so fast. Always when you two are on. I mean, it just seems like we've been talking for 5 minutes and we've gone through uh just a lot of a lot of uh territory here and um so I want to thank you both for being such wonderful guests again today and I want to thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for featuring This episode, as a staff pick, now that will begin midnight tonight and run for 24 hours on the homepage of uh, Blog Talk Radio. We really appreciate it. We're missing Nikki Starr today, but I always want to thank her for everything she does uh, to make Movie Addict Headquarters uh, a success. And to our chatters and listeners for tuning in, I hope everyone enjoyed the show and I hope you'll all come back next time when, because Rita Moreno, who's a friend of the show, is going to receive the Screen Actors Guild Lifetime Achievement Award next weekend, I thought that it was a, a great time to revisit the conversation that she had with Robert Osborne, who's uh, the Turner Classic Movies host, when she came on our show to uh, talk about the Singing in the Rain anniversary, 60th anniversary. And Diana and James were both here for that show. It was just a priceless show because Rita and Robert had never met each other before. Uh So remember how we just gave them full reign?
0: Yeah, that was
2: great. Oh, to talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. So, of course, it was Singing in the Rain, but then got into... Oh, so much about Rita's career, uh, her Oscar for for a West Side Story, and um, lots of things about her her career that we we didn't know. It was just a fascinating show. So I hope that. Uh, uh, that you won't miss it even if you've if you heard the original episode uh, it'll be fun to listen to it again and in the meantime please check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com that's r-e-e-l realtalkreviews.com that's all for now folks so in keeping with the award season theme let's go out with my favorite rendition of hooray for hollywood Hey,